exciting than this. Uh -huh. But never did she imagine that she'd discover it in her own home. All right, now we're doing one of the creepiest kids' movies ever made. <laughs> Coraline. All right, so this, this movie is done by uh, Henry Selleck, who did, like, Nightmare Before Christmas... Um, James and the Giant Peach, and he just, uh, last year he did Wendell and Wild, which was pretty good, and this is an adaptation of the, I think it was a book or uh, something from writer uh, Neil Gaiman, who is most famously known for doing character of the, the Sandman, which just became a Netflix series. Um, so this story is about a a girl who's, I guess, kind of needy. She and her parents move to this like secluded house that, you know, I guess they're giving it a very bad Yelp review. But they get there and she sees that she got a doll that looks like her but this time it has a it has buttons for eyes and of course not first instinct going like well that's great craftsman craftsmanship but uh no I'm I'm good she ends up finding a door that leads her to another world where her parents are like super super caring and loving and you know the place looks just absolutely gorgeous but the problem is is that they have buttons for eyes and you know like I said a kids movie so you know there's nothing bad about that at all so she, and throughout the course of the film she basically has to learn what this place is but also tried to kind of avoid it. So I heard about this movie when I think it was like a couple of years after it was released. Um, I didn't see this movie in the theater, but I, I was aware of it, but I didn't see it until I think like four years after it came out. And thinking thinking about it, I'm going like, okay, I don't know who Neil Gaiman is. Um, I didn't know who he was at that point, but I did know uh, Henry Selleck did uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. So I was going like, okay, maybe it's going to be like that kind of vibe, like kind of like a Tim Burton vibe. And it is in spots, but no. <laughs> um, there's There was some pretty like, odd things and I would be like um it within like five minutes of them entering the house there was already parts where I'm going like yeah see I would have already I wouldn't have uh, unpacked the car I just would have taken and just left and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna find a hotel for for a little bit and then figure out the whole house situation now because no so yeah it's a nice it it could be a nice house. It just needs a little fix up. But, you know, whatever. But uh, the, the voice cast in this is really good. 
Um, but honestly, to me, the standout voice of the film was um, uh, Keith David, who plays the, or who voices the uh, the cat. And he's just, he's one of my favorite actors. He's one of those guys where you'll watch something and he'll just randomly be in it. And it's like, he's in everything. He's just one of those actors. And he's he's such an incredibly talented one too. But the the just once once stuff goes just haywire at a certain point, um, just the entire world around her just is like, yeah, this is just I don't know what they slipped into the water, but this is not this is not natural, this is not normal. And yeah, this is a bit odd, you know, but nothing truly out of the ordinary, I don't think, at least. But, you know, whatever. Um, so this, this film, I've always been a fan of stop motion stuff. Um, like, like I really, you know, I love Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, James and the Giant Peach was a bit odd, um... Uh, Wendelin Wild was was really good. Uh, last year they did uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which was really amazing. So I'm a big fan of stop motion, and th- this it this movie was really really good. I, you know, I the first time I saw it, I was like, this is like, reminds me of movies back in, like the the eighties and the nineties where like PG rated movies weren't afraid to get dark at times. And the 2000s this came out during like the very end of the 2000s when a lot of kids movies were being like they were filmmakers were going like yeah look we know this is you know aimed for kids but you know we think that kids can get or they can be be quite mature. So yeah, in the two thousands you had you had this, you had Zathura, you had um Scooby Doo. Where it was those kind of movies, they were like, okay, it's it's reaching a child age, but um like Scooby Doo, it had a lot of innuendos and yep quite a bit. Um Zathura there were times where it got really dark and you know I like Zathura was a movie I watched so much when I was a kid and then I rewatched it like a year ago after like not seeing it for like a for a long time and I was going like I remember a lot of this stuff and then you know some of the parts where it got dark I'm like wow I completely forgot how dark that got um Another example was a movie that I watched a lot when I was a kid was um, uh, A Series of Unfortunate Events where that film was a dark comedy and it was saying like, we are going to, you know, we're going to show you like, like some pretty dark and unfortunate stuff and we're going to trust that, you know, the, the audience, mainly, you know, kids out there are open to this kind of stuff and they're willing to step outside their comfort zone. That's what I think uh children's entertainment was so 
great in the 2000s because there was a lot of stuff, not just movies, but like TV shows as well that were coming out where they were trusting that kids, you know, kind of step outside their comfort zone. And, you know, yeah, you had, yeah, you, you had your SpongeBob, you know, you had that stuff, but like, you know, like Teen Titans came out, um, Curse the Cowardly Dog was, was coming out. So you had these, these, these shows and, and movies that were reaching out to kids and going like, okay, this is kind of a, a stepping stone into becoming a little bit more mature. Let's see if they can handle it. And, you know, me, I grew up watching Teen Titans. I grew up watching Courage the Cowardly Dog. And, you know, that was, those were my glimpses into stepping outside of comfort zones. And this movie is no exception. And like I said, this movie came like in the end of the 2000s where, you know, they kids' movies were pushing the limit. You know, they were going back to what the, the 80s were. But the problem was with the 80s, they didn't, they didn't have like a set rating system at that, at that time yet, where in the 2000s they did. And they were going like, yeah, there's some things in here where, you know, may get a higher rating, but, you know, let's see what happens. So Coraline is just, it's a great example of that. Um, I, you know, to read, to, you know, sum up the, the voice act, the voice acting is really good. The, um, stop motion is, is great. There, there's parts in it where I'm like, wow, that's just gorgeous. And it's like, I love watching stop motion. Cause you're like, that was, that looked like it was painstaking. Um, and this movie is what launched, um, uh, the company, uh, Leica, who went on to do like Paranorman, which was pretty good, uh, Box Trolls, which I saw once and I haven't seen it since. And then it was, uh, Kubo and Missing Link, which I still haven't seen those. But, you know, this is kind of the movie that, that kickstarted it. And so I, I really, really enjoy this movie. Um, it's, it's definitely a movie that I think for the littlest kids, it's probably not a good start. But when they get older and they start experiencing um, stuff outside their comfort zone, this is definitely a good, um, good one to show them. And so this does get a great. It's not quite to the amazing like Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's it's pretty close. So I I really enjoy this movie and yeah. If if I ever have kids, then I could be like, yeah, I guess what guess what I grew up with? And it would be this. I can't believe you did this. And everything is so good. Wow. What's shaking, baby? It just can't be real.